0: Um, I want to grab my glasses real quick, so I'm going to make some noise. He
1: can't see but, without his glasses. Well, I'm just getting a little headache. He needs his glasses.
0: Well, I mean, how are you supposed to do an auditory
2: meeting <laughs> without <laughs> being able to see? see? That's why podcasts are so, you know,
1: they're yeah,
0: really lacking in
1: the
2: blind market.
0: <laughs> well, how else am I going to look at my notes? Wait, where did Superman what? go?
1: Yeah, hold up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now
2: it's just Clark Kent over here. <laughs>
1: Get out of here, nerd. Bring back Superman. <laughs> Make-believe money. Make-believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make-believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money, I'm Liz.
0: I'm Damon. I'm Dan.
1: Uh, Damon fogged his glasses up.
0: I'm warm. I, <laughs> I was cooking. It's warm in here.
1: You just put them on.
0: I know. My body is warm and my glasses were oh. cold.
1: Anyway, Dan, what are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> All right, well that was fun. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Toy Story 2. I'm leaving uh, that in.
1: You're going to leave that in?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: specifically about the toy collection and toy collecting and what yeah. have you. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm into that. Uh, did you guys collect anything when you were kids?
2: I had, like all people, uh, some Beanie Babies. which yeah. I, The reason I, that is top of mind is because I mainly used Beanie Babies as my proxy for this episode. Oh, oh nice. Interesting. Good. Okay. Um, and then I've, for a long time, collected shot glasses. Uh, I don't know why. As I a always child? Have. Yeah. Okay. It was something that, like... My dad brought me a couple, like, more for just, like, keepsakes.
1: Your <laughs> kid, clean this for me. I mean... <laughs> you get to keep it if you clean it.
2: I mean, if you know the arc of my life, it, it, it pretty much set the opening scene. It's very on brand. Yeah.
1: So my parents brought me home cigars, so. <laughs> And now my I have emphysema.
2: Brought me home heroin needles. <laughs> no, um, but, like, then it became kind of a thing, so then, like, my uncles and, like, other people who travel, my mom, like, they'd all bring me... So I just have a bunch now, and now I... Whenever I go somewhere, I get them, too, so... Huh. I have like hundreds. You still have your collection. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I have a whole lot of them.
1: I collected spoons. You know, those yeah. like...
2: <laughs> the like commemorative spoons? The
1: commemorative spoons. It'd be Structural weird if it were the other kind. I just <laughs> like spoons from restaurants. It's I just, called stealing lists. Yeah, I just
2: steal, <laughs> steal them from places. Like the little Bavarian, like, <laughs> smallish, like, yeah, they're, ones. Yeah, they're, like,
1: baby spoons, yeah. but they have, like, they're made of pewter, so don't put them in your mouth, and they've got, like, little, like, dangly decorative bits on the top. The first one I ever had was, like, for Amish Town, because, of course, this is where I'm from. Uh, it was, like, a little dangly horse and buggy, there you and go. I had, like, 30 of them, enough to get, like, a custom rack made for them, and I think I gave them all away.
2: it would be a hell of a game of spoons. You should do a game of spoons with that, and yeah. whatever you grab, you get to keep. Yeah. That'd be a fun way to give that away. Oh, that, that would be a
1: fun way to... I don't want to regret it. We'll we we'll get them all we'll back. We'll, okay, if I went and gave them all the goodwill, I'll have we'll to Goodwill. We'll remember
0: to that, that for the estate sale. Yeah, yes. there you
2: go. <laughs> yeah, if there's an estate sale and those are going cheap, buy them and I will do that with you. Good. Good. <laughs> and uh, then give them back to Goodwill, because I don't want them.
1: <laughs> Damon, did you collect anything?
0: Uh, I mean, Beanie Babies, because I was an American between... Like nineteen ninety six and two thousand one. And the only power you ever uh,
1: had as a child was in collecting toys. Yeah. Oh yeah. I collected Pokemon um, cards too. Fair. Yeah. But I wasn't
2: like a serious collector. I more had them to play the game. But Absolutely. like in theory, I had a collection.
1: I had rocks. I collected different types of rocks. Did
2: you actually play the game? Yeah, but like without the energy cards, like everybody did. Oh, Okay. Oh. Where basically just who went, whoever decided, whoever went first won. <laughs> I mean. <been to> <laughs>
0: I don't know what's been directing this around my life recently, but like I've just learned a lot more about Magic: The Gathering in the last like six weeks or so than I have for a twenty-five-year-old thing. Like I've learned a lot in the last. I feel like it's a schluff
2: off of like the more we get into board games, like that culture is close enough that I will never really get into it, but I know way more about it just from like being at cons where it's yeah. nearby or reading blogs that
0: most we of even video
2: or board games would occasionally mention. They
0: being at the like, shop. Like, right, yeah. You know, I,
1: right next to it all.
0: Osmosis a lot about it. Yeah, being at nice Dojo
2: and, and see them playing a tournament and you're like, oh, okay, oh. I get what a field of cards looks like, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, it is such a brilliant thing, the way that they have it constructed, like how you have to buy into tournaments. Oh. Like, so when you buy into a tournament, you are purchasing the cards you're going to use for that event. Yeah, Even you
2: can't if you bring your own deck. You, you have to buy a new deck to keep everybody level. It's and to keep do it like a, fair. They do like a snake draft. So, like, if I open a pack, I get to pick a card, then Damon gets to pick one, then you get to pick one, Liz, and then you get to pick another one, then Damon gets to pick one, then I get to pick one. So you, like, it's almost like a football draft, a fantasy football draft, So frankly. it's just,
1: like, you put money, money into play, and that covers getting a deck of cards to play with. Or like Well, plus
0: profit for whatever entity is well, like, putting on the thing.
1: I meant, like, you you don't have to, like, buy the at the merch table. Like, you couldn't still get more cards than everybody else. It's in like, fact,
2: you can't. That's all point. Like, yeah. everybody's <laughs> playing in all the tables. It's, like, it's honestly like going to a room full of, like, the World Series of Poker where everybody's playing the same game with the same cards at different places. Huh. Kind of. Like, the decks, I don't think, are all the same, but, like, they're the same level and, like,
1: but that's so interesting to me because I know that's a thing people collect hardcore too. And mm-hmm. like some of those cards are worth like a crazy amount of money. That was my stomach. I just want everyone to know.
0: Elizabeth, we just had dinner.
1: I know. My stomach was like, hello, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes a while for my stomach to I catch up. I literally thought
2: someone was moving furniture no. above and yeah. below you. That was me. <laughs>
0: My wife. Uh, um,
1: my <laughs> wife. Uh, but, cat, don't climb out the window. Um, but so people collect those cards, and they have a crazy amount of worth. And I feel like, actually, when I asked if we could do this episode, I was thinking about Beanie Babies, but I was also thinking about Magic the Gathering cards, because, like, they have a crazy amount of, like, worth to them, and I don't know why.
0: Well, that kind of takes me back to finish up the story of what I collect Um I just put a, a footnote on this. I actually just completed a small collection of vintage X Men figures. Oh, very They're hanging nice. in the wall uh, in the next room. I'll right, have to I'll look, look on, the one when we, on the way out when we turn around. Um, that's right. The internet ruined it for me and told me that one of them isn't, like, legit. We're so a
1: douchebag on the internet, you yeah. know?
2: Why? But like, it was, like, a second it's run. It's a second
0: run, and you can tell yeah. because Colossus's boots are a different color.
1: But they don't, it's like, <laughs> they're not mint in package, they're so not. what does so it like,
0: matter? I did it because I like X-Men, and it's yeah. fun, and I ha- I've had one of them for literally, like, 15 years at this point, so. What a jerk. It's just, Fucking like. an internet. Right? Right? Um... Wow, I really derailed us there. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> here no, we are. You're
1: fine, I'm ready to pick it back up. Let's talk about Toy Story 2. Do we want to do plot first or ratings first? Oh, that's
0: that was my whole point. Is that you say that Beanie Babies? <laughs> sorry, well, I'll, we'll come I'll tie to this all up. <laughs> um, you say that Beanie Babies are um, uh, the facsimile you used for this, but really, like, uh, just given the time periods that they kind of allude to in the movie, like I was thinking more along the lines of like vintage comic books, kind of. Sure. Just because, like, they are—they were something that had actual value through scarcity, more than like uh, you know the speculative value that that Beanie Babies got associated with. But it. It. it's
1: still. Well, so
2: you might think that, and you might think magic, but tough shit—you've got <laughs> research on Beanie, got Babies, Beanie Babies, so that's what your I did. Sons of bitches. <laughs> You want to do something else, come up with another angle, and I'll do that do next time. Do the research for
1: yourselves. You
2: tell me what you want. No, um, uh, that's fair, although, as we will learn as we go through this, there are still some Beanie Babies that are worth some serious cash.
1: See, I'm very interested to learn about this, because also it seems to me, and I'm probably wrong, that, like, scarcity here is fake. You could make more at any time. That's, like, what happened with the Death of Superman comic, right? They, like, overprinted it, and, like, it was worth nothing.
2: But then you'd have Beanie Baby hyperinflation. We talked about this. You can't we just print more just money. Print
1: more Beanie Babies. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make like the Beanie Baby economy crash. Exactly. <laughs> which is, which which is actually exactly okay.
0: what happened. <laughs> right. So Elizabeth, do you want to explain us the plot of Beanie Babies?
1: Let's talk about Beanie Babies. <laughs> um, let's talk about the plot of Toy Story Two to the best of our recollection. Um, so it's after Toy Story One. So Buzz and Woody are mostly friends. Yep. Buzz and Woody are two toys. That's right. And these
0: right. two dads made up, and they decided they're going <laughs> to raise this dad. child.
1: Uh, as Tim a joint Allen. effort, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks together decide. What a
2: weird upbringing that would be.
1: Tom H- Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Tom yeah. Allen and Tim Hanks. <laughs> yes,
2: I'm just. I feel like you'd vac- vacillate wildly between two extremes, but yeah, here we are.
0: Colin Hanks turned out okay.
1: He did.
2: Yeah, but I don't think Tim Allen was <laughs> his other dad. No,
1: for real, he was. <laughs> Oh, man, we were watching, the. I don't know, do you watch The Americans? Did you watch it when it was a TV no, show? No, but I want to. I've Aww. heard good things. It's so good. But there's this character, this character actor who like shows up in everything. He's this stern-looking, pasty-faced kind of guy. And maybe if I'm editing this podcast, I'll <laughs> link to it in the show notes. But he, he's walking around, and we're like, he looks like if Tom Hanks and William H. Macy were like, mushed together in a person, and I was like, he's what... Colin Hanks' dad would look like if you didn't know it was Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fair. So I bet if I can find a picture and link them to that. Everyone will agree with everyone you, Everyone will agree with
2: you. Yeah. Me. Deal. At least send it to me one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so yeah, so Andy's friends. two dads are friends. Andy's two dads are friends. They are the leaders of the toys. Uh, Buzz is a, an astronaut dude and Woody is a cowboy dude. And Woody is a toy from a TV show back in the day. Yeah. Which I guess... Actually, Andy watches in, like, because he's got all the, like, stuff for it.
0: A lot of the, like, headcanon that I've seen associated with it is that it was actually a favorite of Andy's dad.
1: Oh, and Andy's dad's dead.
0: You don't know if he's dead.
1: He's not around. Yeah. Doesn't so mean he's, he's dead. dead to, he's dead <laughs> to Andy. He's dead to, Andy. <laughs> he's dead to Andy's it mom, could probably. He's dead to Andy's mom. <laughs> it
2: could also be, like, a Scooby-Doo style where it, like, comes back. Often in slightly different generational iterations, you know Uh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: A pup named Scooby Doo was my jam.
2: Well, you can go to hell.
1: (laughs) Um, But uh, so they're they're friends now, and they're all having a great time. But then Andy needs to go to camp, and he takes
2: he was gonna take Woody, mm -hmm. and Woody gets damaged.
1: Yes, Woody's got a busted knee, arm, arm.
2: So they he like the upper knee, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the knee of the torso.
1: (laughs) you're four knee
2: (laughs) so he puts him on a shelf and then he's like with some other toy who stopped getting played with because he was broken he's a little
1: penguin whose squeaker got busted out of him and uh wheezy he's wheezy
0: I think squeaky is right
1: I don't know man I think they're both I think both are correct
0: I just don't remember the actual name
1: because he's like
2: anyway he like convinces Woody he's not going to get played with anymore (laughs) he's like this
1: is it you're up in the dead
2: toys zone and then mm-hmm. somehow Woody finds himself in a toy sale.
1: Woody gets taken Andy's out, and Andy's mom does a clean out of his room and picks up all the like oh, old toys. Oh, he's going to
2: save Squeaky, right? Because yeah. she yes. puts Squeaky up for sale, and he's like, I'm going to go get him back. Yeah. And while he's out in the like uh, garage sale, he gets picked up by a collector. By
1: Newman. Newman. <laughs> Newman. And uh, Newman takes him home to his, oh, no, it's not Newman. It's some old guy. No, it's Newman. Well, oh, oh, he takes In the him, movie. His name is Al. Al, but he takes him to an old repairman who looks like the guy from like one of the first Pixar shorts. The guy where he plays chess with himself. No, I
0: thought he did that himself. No, there's the a whole does. scene where
1: the like old man like uh, threads a needle and he's like wibbly hands. I only know this because I watched it recently.
0: Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll defer.
1: But he, like he took him to a repair guy and the repair guy shined him up and painted over. Uh, Andy's sharpied on name on his foot
0: yep. so he's
1: like and repairs mint his arm con- yeah and repairs his arm he's like mint condition shined up eyeballs and everything Woody and the collector takes him to this like case that he has full of all the rest of the toys from the TV show he's based on Woody's Roundup
2: right there is Stinky Stinky Pete bull- uh, Bullseye which is the horse and, and Jessie who's the cowgirl Jessie yeah Jessie yeah. Jesse the cowgirl
1: who has a terribly sad song that May not make you cry, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they all—they all feeling very sad. Stinky Pete has never been taken out of his packaging. He's still in his box. Right. But the rest of them were toys to kids at some point. And like Jesse had a very tragic story where like one day her little girl stopped playing with her and she just got left in a box by the side of the road. And it's very, very tragic. There's a Sarah McLaughlin song called When She Loved Me. That's like one of the first times that Pixar was like, oh, we have them. Now let's make them weep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is no joy without <laughs> sadness.
1: Um, but they're all very bitter about it. And Woody is trying to be like, wait, they're going to come back. Like, Andy's not going to forget about me. I got to get back to my kid. And uh, spoilers? Look I mean so it's, it's been, been out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's Stinky a third Pete, one since then. Yeah, that's fair. Stinky Pete uh is actually gets out of his box and tries to sabotage anybody leaving because they're gonna get sold to Japan, yeah, Tokyo um, a Museum
0: and in Japan, yeah, and, and he's like the, like the toys... only way
1: he's gonna get any kind of attention the rest of his life.
2: Yeah, Andy's toys come to rescue Woody. Yeah, and oh, that's real Stinky cute. Stinky Pete like foils all their rescue attempts. Oh,
1: and this is the part the movie where like Buzz's settings get reset, and he's accidentally sent to the Spanish settings, yes. and he like seduces Jesse for a second.
2: Well, because they meet alternate Buzz.
1: Yeah, they meet. They go to the toy store, and there's a crap ton of Buzz Lightyear toys. Right, yeah, and, and they like bust some one open.
2: Alternate one who like. Takes his place in the toy hierarchy, briefly for a while. But he's
1: still doing the Toy Story 1 bit of like, I am of Star Command.
2: Right, he doesn't know he's a toy yet.
1: Yeah. Um, And then. Which, boy,
2: these toys go through an existential crisis at some point. Seriously, when
1: you have to be aware that the, like. thing that you were made as is not the thing you are. It's like finding out you're you're a clone.
2: Yeah, your entire identity is like all your memories are made up and they like strip your entire identity away. That's a
1: black mirror bullshit right there. Oof,
0: This is not a series for
2: children.
1: No, especially not the third one. Yeah, man. When they all accept death. Yeah. When you ever want your kid to get rid of some toys and give them away (laughs) to someone, you oh boy. (laughs) Um, anywho, anywho, in the end, all the toys get reunited with Andy, including Jesse, uh, but f- fuck Stinky sides. Pete. Yeah, Stinky I don't remember
2: Pete. Remember what happens to him? He gets stuffed in some. So they're, they all like go to the he, airport, and st- they like take him, and he gets stuffed in like
0: some kid's backpack, going uh, to God knows where.
1: Well, maybe he'll get played with. That's a weird. Get the stick out of because that comes
0: up a lot in <laughs> Toy Story. That like being played with by children who are child. not Andy. Is basically hell for these characters. It's like Except the only Except for like,
1: there's like Bonnie and Andy, and that's it of kids that are okay. And of good kids.
0: And of good kids, yeah. And then like it, literally any other child they interact with is just like a torturous demon in some realm of hell.
1: Even Andy's younger sister.
0: Although you're not
2: necessarily told that for this one. It's just he doesn't want to be played with, period.
1: Oh, he sees and he conditions. just winds
2: up in some child. Well, I don't even know if it's a child's backpack. Uh, I remember it being pink, so probably, but who knows?
0: Yeah. He
2: just, like, they, like, are all in Al's suitcase to go to Tokyo, and they, like, take the good people out and put them... Somehow they get back to India. I don't remember how. And Stinky yeah. Pete gets moved to... I think it's called some... Movie Magic. Yeah. They, so... do the,
1: they do the thing where they, like, hitch a ride on the Pizza Planet truck or something. Oh, that's Does right, because that that they have those little aliens yeah, that, like, mm-hmm. help them. I love those guys. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta say, Toy Story 2 video game for the PlayStation was... Really great, actually. I don't know. That's all I have to say about I think that. You're
0: tipping your rating a little bit.
1: Oh, I might be. Let's talk about ratings because I all feel right. like that covers our our yeah. business. Uh, I'll go first. Sure. Um, this one I think is my. F- well, no, I was gonna say it's my favorite of the Toy Stories, but I really like the first one because of the whole like Mrs. Nesbit stuff that happens with Buzz. <laughs> he gets his arm removed and he like loses all sense of self. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, I, I really, really liked this one a lot, too, and it's up there in my top like uh, Pixar films. Um, like I said, that song made me cry, and I really like Jesse as a character. Uh, and I've played the video game, so I'm going to give myself a seven.
0: Yeah,
1: that sure. seems right, because I don't remember specifics enough.
0: Um, I'm going to give myself a five, just because I'm of the age where all of Toy Story was very important to me. Yeah. Um, but emotions are hard, so I didn't watch this one a lot. Oh. Um, I actually like, I, this is probably a big reason why Bug's Life is like my favorite Pixar movie. Because it's, it's not as it's not as many emotions in B- like Bug's, Bug's Life. I do Bug's Life, though. a good one. Yeah. The but only right, emotion
1: it's... in that one is fear, though. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was one that I related to a lot as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the real world. <laughs>
1: good one and i haven't watched it in a million years so. oh yeah i watch it right now let's watch it right um now. But turn the podcast off yeah. we'll be back in two hours we'll be talking about bug's life <laughs> but you say five
0: i say a five uh yeah just because like for, for real emotions are hard and that really just kind of uh that dictates how often i revisit a pixar movie
1: yeah i was gonna say let's so. not talk about inside out and a certain character named bing bong you maybe haven't seen that one. i have seen that okay
2: one. It, that came out when I was old enough that it was like still emotional, but it like didn't have the same impact on me as some of like my beloved childhood it goes. I think
1: I feel safer as an adult going into movies where I know that like they're gonna try and make me cry because I'm like, I'm an adult, I can handle it. And then I get to like the first 10 minutes of up and I'm like, oh well.
2: Well, that's impossible. That's, oh man. Yeah. That, that's how, that's a Turing test. No. Yes.
0: Bing Bong like pokes some part of my brain that just is like, oh yeah, you're gonna die one day. And like <laughs> and you, you may be forgotten. Yeah.
1: What? He's like, take her to the moon for me. And he fades away. And you're like, oh, crud. Oh, crud. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: that is all of us over a long enough time
1: span. We can't keep our children safe. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm going to go five as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I like all of Toy Story. I was right in that same age where it like mattered a lot to me. But by the time two came out, I feel like I had formed some of like my favorite kids movies. So like sure. it got in the rotation and watched a fair amount. But it wasn't like... Hercules, or Aladdin, or Lion King, where it was like watched all the time, Um, but it was watched enough to actually, as we were doing the plot, more came back to me than I thought would.
1: Yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. sense.
2: Um, So yeah, I'm gonna go five.
1: That seems seems fair amount, but not crazy. So let's talk about Beanie Babies.
2: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So yeah, the premise here is that this guy Al is collecting these for.
0: Action figures or mm, toys, toys or whatever you want to call them.
1: Yeah, I mean they're somewhere between dolls and action figures.
0: Yeah. Um, if it's a representation of a human being, it is technically considered a doll from a like a like a tax point of view. Oh. Yeah. So Wait. It's
1: an so action so toys are all
2: action figures, all dolls, action, but not all dolls are action figures. Squares
1: and rectangles.
0: <laughs> yes, basically, hmm. like anything that's representative of a person is considered a doll. So
1: what is or bullseye? an android? Huh. So what's bullseye? A stuffed animal?
0: Bullseye would probably be just a toy. He's like, a Gumby doll. Yeah. He's a Gumby doll. But no, I imagine... Pokey. Sorry. Pokey. So I would imagine that it, it may be... They would probably compensate for it, because I imagine that he would be like a larger expense to like cover the... Uh, well, actually, the, the they would probably the produce customs? as many of him as possible, because he would theoretically be cheaper for them to produce.
1: 'Cause he doesn't have a face that needs to be painted?
0: No, because he's not a he's not a doll, so he's taxed uh, less so. I know a weird Whoa, amount yeah, about why? this. Yeah. So I'm I,
2: shutting my computer, you tell me shit. <laughs> yeah. I so, know
0: stuff. Uh, <laughs> going back to the X-Men action figures that derailed this whole conversation, Toy Biz actually made a big deal out of this when they were producing those because they are technically mutants and thus not people. And uh, we get a
2: different
1: tax bracket. Yep. That's racist of them all. <laughs> it's super Mutants gross. Mutants are people. Yeah.
0: Especially considering, you know, <laughs> the, the, whole, point the, the whole, whole point of the story of X-Men. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Mutants aren't people. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. you <laughs> think about like, it, animals. they probably
2: all have serial numbers somewhere on them, so they are registered.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Weird. There's at least a skew tied to like, yeah, exactly. what they are. So. That's
1: so gross. Yeah. I hate everything about that. Who so... Why did you, were you just like researching that when that asshole on Reddit tried to make no, about like it? No, it's like a,
0: no, I've known that for a long time. It's just like a little tidbit that comes up um, on like, you know, 15 things you didn't know about X-Men things here and there. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. And it comes up a lot because it is terribly ironic given the nature of <laughs> right. the One X-Men point <laughs> of the yeah. story.
1: Uh, okay, Dan, now impress me.
2: <laughs> I don't have anything like that, that good. Let's Turn call it, it a off. day. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for joining us on... No, so beanie babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we all think, uh, we all know, a fad, little stuffed beanie animals. Yeah. Sold for $5, typically.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, wow, that was cheap.
2: Uh, aspiring collectors, in some cases, would pay up to five grand.
1: That's absurd.
2: Um, for various beanie babies. Or there's
1: drugs inside.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, in all of them. <laughs>
1: You never cut open a Beanie baby. That's,
0: <laughs> that's what the beans are. Is, yeah, it's PCP. Yeah, BCP. little little. They're bath salts <laughs> in there. Uh,
1: oh, kids, don't do drugs.
0: <laughs> Unless they're fun.
1: Unless they're fun, and then share some with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're so old. So I found a fun stat that at one point, sixty four percent of Americans owned a Beanie Baby. Which seems I, low. I'm part of the Having 1%. lived <laughs> through it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, owned one beanie baby. Oh. Yeah.
0: I know, seems low.
2: <laughs> yeah. So in this day and age, that would mean there would be 211 million beanie babies. Now, there was probably a few less Americans back then, but not a ton less. Yeah. Which would mean at $5 that they have sold, there was over a trillion dollars in sales. Jesus. And that is if there was one per those 64 people. And I know I had like 10.
1: It was, you know, Ty Pennington just retired with all his money. I assume Ty Pennington? Pennington? Ty, you know, the guy from <laughs> guy from Extreme Makeover.
2: So, it's Ty Warner. <laughs>
1: Ty which Warner. Which is why
2: it's Well, anyway.
1: I know every time I saw it when I was a kid, the only other Ty that I knew of was Ty from like Trading Spaces. Yeah. And I was like, obviously, <laughs>
2: Same guy. Same yeah. guy. You should look up Ty Warner at some point. We're going to talk a little bit more about him. It's a nut story. He, uh, <laughs> he went on like a crusade of trying to stay young forever, and he looks like he lost that battle hard. Ooh, oh Does no. he have
0: like a blood boy, you
2: think? I was going to say, oh, is he Peter Thielen? Yeah. <laughs> well, so he we actually. We talk about Peter
1: Thiel a lot on the <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> He's an interesting Just man. Just in passing. Well, <laughs> yeah, we never really dwell on
0: it.
1: Let's do a Dracula episode, and then we can talk yeah. about him.
0: it. I, it makes it gives me faith in humanity because there is an actual vampire among us, and we aren't—we're chill about allowing it. ourselves to be distracted from it. So <laughs> yeah, we're keeping an on eye on matters. him. Yeah. and we're as, like, we're gonna watch you as soon as when you try to turn someone. We will be ready.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so actually, let's go into some Ty Warner stuff because I think his story yeah, is. interesting. tell me more.
1: I don't know. I don't think I know much about him at all.
2: Uh, so he got fired from his job, um, for. Like basically being an asshole and also for planning to do a side company, but for being an asshole. Oh, that'll happen. Like
0: all great American billionaires. Yeah,
2: pretty much. <laughs> and then he sold trillions of dollars worth of beanie babies. Okay,
1: wait, hold up. Because it's like you just said, like, get fired from job, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit.
0: <laughs> I mean, so
2: basically what he did, so this is what's interesting. And this is why, to your point, uh, collecting is interesting. Yeah. So he was one of the first people actually most like, dolls before this were hard plastic. So they weren't very poseable. Sure. So he kind of came up with the idea of putting something soft in them to make them more, like, mobile... And not, like, because there had been, like, teddy bears and stuff, but you can't really change their position, right? They spring back. Yeah. Beanie maybe you could, like, move their legs and, like, put them in places, and they'd just stay that way without actually being permanently
0: shaped. Well, in the way that, like, a dead body stays where you put it. I was going to say,
1: I just can't imagine that nobody before was like, you know, beanbags wouldn't be cool if they were (laughs) animal-shaped.
2: Well, (laughs) That's so
1: nuts. I guess someone always has to be the first at something.
2: Uh, But anyway... So then he started, like, selling them in small um, stores, and they just got picked up, and they got really popular. And, like, he was constantly tinkering. So what he would do is he would, like, just stop producing certain ones that he didn't like, and people were getting pissed because they liked those ones. And what he found is if he said they were retired instead of, like, out of stock, they just, like, they're retired, Oh, suddenly people would be like, oh, that's just cool, because now I have something that's, like, unique and special and wonderful, and then, like, the prices for them, like, in resale would go up, and so instead of five, they'd be worth ten, or they'd be worth twenty, and then depending on, like, how few were run, they'd be worth even more and more and more, so, like, he just, like, made that a strategy where he would periodically, like, retire on purpose certain Beanie Babies to just, like, take them out of production.
1: And these are, like... where Were, were these made in, like, some sweatshop someplace? Like, where, where, like, they seem like dollar store toys, if you think about it.
2: Uh, I don't know exactly where all of them were made. I know some of them were made in Germany uh, because there is a story of a collector who couldn't find a certain type and found the supplier in Germany and bought 30 of them for $7 each, and then resold them for $1,800 each, <sighs> which, by the by, is a cool 53000 Jesus Christ. And that is one type of Beanie Baby, and that actual article I was reading about this person says they bought $2,000 worth of Beanie Babies and resold them, or they were worth at least, $300,000 a few months later. What the fuck? Because she would, like, figure out what was going out of stock in the U.S. and call the supplier and, like, buy up whatever was still left and get them shipped to them.
1: This is weird because, like, I remember as a child having Beanie Babies and being like, man, like, watching that, like, tank the the worth of them and being like, man, I should have gotten in on the ground floor. And it's, like, my first, like, Bitcoin regret. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yep.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so, speaking of... Bitcoin? Chris Robinson, who is an actor on General Hospital, which I never watched, but that'll ring somebody's bell. Oh, you, like, he went, went
0: bankrupt investing. He
2: spent $100,000 on Beanie Babies. Oh, no. That wound up being useless. Oh, no. And there's like stories of him having like 20,000 Beanie Babies just in his house. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I don't
2: know if he went bankrupt. You look around
1: at your shame. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know if he wound up being bankrupt, but like his plan was like send his kids to college on this Beanie Baby Uh, gold mine, and it did not work out.
1: They're never going to expire. They're made of beans.
2: (laughs) In a pinch, I could eat them if I needed.
0: As long as you Uh, keep them dry.
1: The story that I remember most is, like, two people, like, on the ground in front of a judge arguing over who got to keep which Beanie Babies during a divorce. Like, they had, like piles of them in suitcases and they were just like bitterly arguing over like the Princess Diana bear. You know? That's um, rough.
2: The Princess Diana bear. Tell me more. Yeah, it's interesting. You guys are like jumping all over my notes because you know just enough to be dangerous here and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, I looked up like what Beanie Babies are worth now and yeah. most of them are worthless as you would expect. However,
1: there are... Are they still are, worth
2: $5? In most cases, probably not. <laughs> Uh, if you can find somebody to pay five dollars for them, oh, sure. But otherwise, <laughs> um, but there are a number that are still worth like in the two grand area. Wow. Oh. Okay. Give or take, um, because they were either like a misprint or a re, you know a bad run that they only made a few of, or they were a commemorative thing things. Things with
0: actual scarcity related to right, them. Right, and they were yeah.
2: One of those things is the Princess Diana bear that was made. And they were, there's two different types that were made, and one of them had a misprint. So there's like three, basically. There's like one that's worthless, one that's worth a good amount of money because it was made that other way, and one that was made that other way and also had a misprint, and it's like...
1: It's accidentally a Prince Charles bear.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but like, because so few of those were made, that one is still worth up to 50 grand what? today, Two days. Man. For like a mint condition, weirdly printed Princess Diana bear.
0: Wow. It doesn't even have a like a spring-loaded missile jetpack on it. Like (laughs) it does not. Some
1: (laughs) X-Men figures we know. (laughs) Man. Man, I am so bad at like gauging the worth of something in the future. Like I had a comic book once, not that long ago, that was like Uh, there was something wrong about the printing and I didn't even realize it until I sold it on eBay because I was trying to like offload all my old comics and someone was like, sick, I got this thing that's worth a whole bunch of money for like 10 bucks from this girl. And I was like, I thought 10 bucks was a lot to pay for one single issue of a comic. So I was happy with it. And they were like, yeah, bargain. And I was like, oh, nuts. (laughs)
2: How much was it worth?
1: I think that it was selling for like $30 or $40. So it wasn't oh, a lot I mean, of money. It okay. okay, still
2: makes me feel bad for yeah. you, but I was like, had this like fear that you were like, he was like, I can't believe she sold this $30,000 comic book for $10. I just had this
1: Spider Man number one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who could possibly want that? What,
1: this whole thing? <laughs> it's just been sitting around in this hermetically sealed package. No one's ever touched it. <laughs> Why, the pages are still white as the driven snow. <laughs> Anyway, don't let me around valuable things, is really the issue.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, going back a minute, because we're just jumping all over the place. Yeah. Ty Warner has a net worth of $2.5 billion. To this day? To this day. So, actually, this is one of the things I want to talk about. We'll talk about more in this episode. But because he promptly diversified, he took this money and, like, bought some hotels and some other stuff and, like, did a nice job there. However, he was then. Uh, brought to court for tax evasion. I was going to say,
1: did he have to like retreat to his Morlock mansion to like avoid being taken to prison? No, he
2: actually did a fair amount of like, and does, I think, I don't really know, a fair amount of charitable work. So he got off oh. pretty easy. He had to pay a $53 million fine, which is a whole lot of money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a lot pills. less money when you have $2 billion. When you $2.5 it's basically nothing?
1: <laughs> That's the money that me over here in the 99% can't even fathom having in my whole life.
2: Yeah, but again, it's basically nothing. Hold on.
0: I'd pay $5 to see $53 million.
2: <laughs>
1: Add it to the $53 million.
2: For $10. For $10. I'm doing... you doing something quick. Oh, I have to put on an equal sign for that to do a thing in Excel. Yeah, that is like 147th of what he has. So, I mean, not that that's
0: great.
1: say, that's still, like, I guess, a fair chunk, but you could lose 147th right? of most things and not notice. I don't know.
0: I would be pretty mad if I had to pay 147th of my wealth for something right now. What
1: do you think 147th of our wealth is, $47?
0: No, I could tell you, but I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me.
1: No, that's fair. You could tell us. Damn, go get your spreadsheet.
0: Oh, actually, it is just sub $1,000 right now.
1: Uh oh, it's kind of a bummer number.
0: I mean if you had
2: $100,000, that's 2 grand. Okay. So like just We're to put okay. that in pers- I mean just to put that in perspective of like what that means for his enormous wealth. Yeah. yeah. And it
0: sucks to pay a 2 grand bill. <laughs> oh, so. I'm not arguing. But I'm just saying
2: like it's not like to him it was like Somebody who makes a hundred thousand and then gets a, you know, eighty grand bill, Uh, or a fifty three million dollar bill, right? Yeah, (laughs) Um, he got two years probation and five hundred hours of community service for tax evasion. So you can go to jail.
1: It's weird to like. It's weird to think that like there's a bunch of people out there who are very famous who get sentenced to like community service, and you could kind of like run into them at a public park like cleaning up trash.
0: I don't think this is the kind of community service.
2: City. What kind
1: of community service do they wind up doing you I think? I have
2: no idea, but I bet you there's like a white collar community service. Where they
1: just like write another check.
2: Probably. I mean, it's probably like appearing on the board of some sort of oh. charity and oh, like yeah. getting your rich friends to go to like galas and shit like oh. that. I don't actually know this. This is all total speculation, but like I don't imagine it's them in a like orange jumper stabbing cans (laughs) down by the river, but...
1: I kind of wish. But did I ever tell you about the time that uh, I watched a lady try to get out of serving jury duty because she said she was a philanthropist? She was like, I don't have to do this. I already do my civic duty by contributing a lot of money. And everybody... (laughs) Who had to leave their nine to five job to go be jury duty went, ugh at the same time. <laughs> and then she went and bought a plane ticket. Her assistant bought her a plane ticket while we were on break so that she could say that she had a vacation she had to go to. <laughs> I what the But sh- sometimes I know, sam- she was an asshole, but sometimes judges will make you cancel vacations. That's what I was about to say.
2: I hope like some I hope the bailiffs went back and was like, Hey, dismiss the whole jury but this woman and let's just put her on a jury for like sure. six months. A
1: jury of one <laughs> Try everything. Something case. high profile.
2: That's why has it says a jury of your peer.
1: If <laughs> your peer, I think that like the lawyers were just like, oh my god, I can't even deal with this, and they let it go. Do her you think go. this
2: is all actually true, or was this like her putting on a Princess Leia costume to like get <laughs> yeah. out of jury I duty? I don't think it's fair, fair because I can hear everybody's thoughts. I can read <laughs> people's minds. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I think she was a very wealthy woman who legitimately did not understand why she was being asked to do the like one of the only things that is mandatory to do as an American. It's literally
0: the only thing that is mandatory to do as a man. Other than paying taxes, uh, you oh. have to sign up for yeah, a draft, that's right. and you do have to sign up. If, well, if you're, you're a, a man,
1: did. oh, now if you're a woman too. No. If you're a man, no. still if you're a man. I believe. Yeah. And
2: actually, I don't know if you have to. I think you have to to get a driver's license. Yes. If you so don't you have a driver's license. You, you have think to.
0: You, can... you have to in order to be registered to vote. So you could skip think. that too, though. That's yeah. voluntary. I think it is still a crime if you don't do it. I was going
1: to say. Wait, I I technically, say. you're
2: supposed to no matter what. Yeah. But
1: what if you. Yeah, I was going to say, you could kind of avoid it if you are a young felon in a city with no, like, you don't drive. Like. Why didn't it even come up?
0: Uh, if only that had been the life I'd chose. <laughs> That's <laughs> the American dream right there. <laughs> if <You know>. only.
1: <laughs> anyway, I don't remember how we got on all this. Um, rich people doing yeah, community doing service. Doing community
0: service. So. So what other crazy thing did he do?
2: Uh, no, he bought, the, um, he bought the top of the Chicago Spire, the top two floors. That the, never got never made. That giant hole on <laughs> yeah, Drive that, that still
1: exists <laughs> that there. That weird swimming pit. That's which, yeah. by
2: the way, I found out looking up the story. Do you know who the biggest like vocal uh, detractor from that thing was? Who? Donald Trump. Oh, because he'd be Trump. because yeah, they his just tower. built Trump Tower and he was like, "No, it's terrible for the city." And everyone was like, "I don't know that it is," but then the market crashed and it didn't get built. But <sighs> He's such a butt. <laughs> it was a very ugly building.
1: It was going to look like a big old dick, right? Yeah. I mean, all buildings All buildings with like <laughs> dicks. By like, there was some article that, was, that I read the headline of, so I didn't actually know any facts, that was like, what would the world look like if women had been the ones to build all the buildings? And I was like, I imagine a lot flatter.
2: They'd all look like the Prudential building. The, the one,
1: the, the, the one vagina The vagina building. one, yep. <laughs> that was designed by a woman yep, expressly it to look like a vagina. <laughs> exactly. Good for her.
0: So. You remember that sculpture on, out in front of the library at Bradley? Yes, I do. They would all look like that.
1: <laughs> Is there a vaginal sculpture?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so for all you non-Bradley folks,
2: use your imagination.
1: I bet you can think of it. You ever see a Georgia O'Keeffe painting?
2: <laughs> it's that. So there's some things movie specific I want to talk about. Great. And some things personal finance specific I want to talk about. Ooh, so, let's do it. Yeah. We'll start with the movie stuff. So I assume most Beanie Babies now sell for 1000 to $2,000. Most? Well, sorry. The ones that are <laughs> collected, like, we just I, I, you know what I even have in my notes most of the ones that are collected, and I have that bolded because I knew if I said most, <laughs> one of the two of you was gonna be like, most, like
1: the ones in my basement. I have a flamingo one.
2: Yeah. So here oh that one, Liz, is worth so much. I have to much. go. <laughs> Actually, the millennial one might have actually been worth a little bit. I think check. it might have
1: been. But I think I missed the boat. And also, it's gone now. I think we donated it to some other kids who are probably very wealthy. You're bad at valuables. I really am. Yeah. Also, that was my mother trying to be charitable to other children who had less than we did. What? I, yeah. took, all <laughs> I took, took all the tags. her lesson. I took all the tags off
0: mine because I was a child. Everyone told
1: me not to. And I thought that was silly. And I didn't because they told me not to. But I was like, this ruins the toy. I don't want to play with a toy that's still got tags on it.
0: Yeah. It's officially not a toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took all the tags off mine because toy. Because uh, toy. Yeah, if you leave the tags on, it's just a speculative investment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not Which, about
0: that. <laughs> spoiler: It's not all that fun for children. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so assuming most Beanie Babies that are still worth anything <laughs> are
2: one to two thousand. Great. I figured let's peg these toys at two thousand apiece. Okay. So that means that in theory, they would have been worth eight grand, right?
1: Oh oh, can- four oh, of them for like them. Them. Cause there's cause there's Toy Story Woody, kids. Uh,
2: bullseye, Jesse and stinky They're stinky Pete. Right. So it would have been worth eight grand. Okay. So the first thing we've learned is Al's business is terrible <laughs> because it says in the movie that like he goes out of business basically, or his business suffers greatly because he was unable to sell these toys. You shouldn't need an occasional eight grand that (laughs) you get out of finding a toy, luckily, in a yard sale to keep your business afloat. As a windfall. You'd (laughs)
1: hope it'd be more than that, right? And it could be. Uh, It
2: depends. Again, it could be up to Princess Bear is 50 grand, so uh, it could be up to 200 if we're using beanie babies as the proxy, if these are all the equivalent
0: of a Princess Diane.
1: I gotta say, bear. it's a gross thing to have like a commemorative bear for like the death of Princess Diana. That's like still.
0: You really think that's the grossest thing that came out of Princess No Diana's death? No,
1: not even a little bit. It's just gross that that's like an acceptable thing that happened in our lives.
2: Yeah, I think most people would say like, oh, it's because we cared so much and miss mm. her so deeply, but no. that's all bullshit. She yeah. was a
1: pretty lady, and she did good stuff, and then America and the UK freaked out about her.
2: Had a hard time getting over the 90s haircut. Seriously. I mean, she is very pretty, but... 90s haircut.
1: And I remember her wedding dress being like the thing everyone thought was the most beautiful. And if you look, it's like eating her. <laughs> She's devoured by like fondant, basically. <laughs> uh, anyway.
2: But here was the thought, thing I thought was more interesting. He's also terrible at business. Yes. Because he just puts these in his luggage.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they disappear. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Assuming that you're getting a sizable windfall of like, let's use the two hundred thousand dollar number, like sure. it's more fun. It's the type of thing that you would insure. Yeah. That you Ooh, would do you think you and did? or just carry.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like carry get on. a briefcase, like handcuff that briefcase to you and carry it with you. They're don't not that put big. it in your yeah, don't put it in your like
0: <laughs> like checked bags well, you see Southwest doesn't fly to Tokyo so he didn't get the two bags free <laughs> yeah so, and so. He's
2: this was the 90s <laughs> yeah. you used to not have to pay for bags oh.
1: was this the 90s still uh,
2: well Beanie Baby I don't know I oh, don't know when the Be- movie came right? out Beanie Babies kind of died in
1: 1999 uh, like our computer or systems dying. yeah exactly no.
2: Beanie Babies weren't able to adapt to three zeros in a date, so <laughs> they went out of existence.
1: Isn't it interesting that we live in the, the bunker after uh, you know December 31st, 1999, and we haven't been out uh, into the public since, but movies still get made, so things are great. Yeah,
2: there you go.
1: I'm going to start making it seem like we really do live in a bunker <laughs> <laughs> through the rest of this podcast.
2: So what I wanted to know was, doesn't Airline have to reimburse him for his loss?
1: Yeah. Well... What?
0: I don't imagine that he had them. He, he's, in, he's up a river, I think, because he didn't have them properly evaluated. Even if they were, he's screwed. I was yeah. going
1: to say, if you have insurance on them and they get lost someplace, then you could like, recoup. If
2: they were insured, he could probably get them paid out. But um, chances Under are a personal article policy, because that covers what's called mysterious disappearance. I think we've <laughs> talked about this before, yeah. right? Where renter's insurance covers normal stuff but not if you lose it right personal article covers if you lose it that they nicely call mysterious disappearance so spooky um instead
0: of
1: totally fraud
2: yeah (laughs) wink but (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe kind of um
1: uh but so probably he didn't have that
2: if he didn't which you would think he wouldn't and even if he did they might i mean they'd probably pay out but again they're not responsible for anything you're negligent about.
1: Yeah. And
2: again, seemingly putting like $200,000 worth of toys in a checked bag and going like, that'll probably get where I want it to go. Seems fairly negligent to me. Yeah.
0: I mean, checking a bag at all is pretty negligent, I think.
2: (laughs) Don't check
1: bags.
2: (laughs) So I looked it up. There's, like, major international accords all about what airlines have to pay you if you they lose your bag. Whoa. Oh. Especially internationally.
1: Oh, so this is a flight to Japan. Right.
2: So there's a thing called the Montreal uh, Convention.
1: Wow. Sounds I like thought, there was a war fought over this that yeah, we had no it idea It really about. does.
0: <laughs> I thought that's what we used to, like, make CFLs, take CFLs out of, like, aerosol cans. Uh, I don't
1: know, man. Paris Accords.
0: But the point is... They have their own
2: special type of currency.
1: What? Airlines?
2: No, this Montreal convention okay puts together a like amalgamation of a bunch of other cur- like a bunch of world currencies to decide called uh, special drawing rights to decide how much you get paid. When you, they lose your bag. So they
1: made the Esperanto of currencies. Pretty much. That's hilarious.
2: So right now, you get $1, sorry 1,131 special drawing rights at max if they lose your bag on an international flight.
1: That's it, though? Well, what does is that translate to? Yeah. $1,587. Oh, okay. That's
2: well,
1: That's basically bad. the
2: max you can get paid if you lose your bag on an international flight. There's like and a whole... in certain countries, it's less. Like, they can have their own special treaties.
1: Yeah. What if it were domestic?
2: Uh, It's less. Yeah, I would imagine. I don't remember exactly what the number is. I think it's like 600, 650, something like oh, that. Oh, that's
1: still a lot, I guess. I would, um, was just imagining they'd give you a drink coupon.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really depends on what you lose. And what they, I think they do is they do it basically up to the value of what you've lost. Oh. Uh. But if they, if you can prove it's more than that, they'll give you the max. But like that's you probably, You're probably a big pain in the ass. I don't know. I lost a bag once, but they found it, so I they, wasn't a big deal.
1: Did they? Did you? They find it after you went home, and they had to like mail it to yeah, you. Yeah, they
2: like they had somebody deliver it actually. Whoa. They like brought it to me. That's cool. Um, but it was actually when I was going someplace, they gave me like fifty bucks. Nice. Um, too, because they were like, go buy yourself like toiletries <laughs> and like a shirt. Like literally, they were like, "This is for inconvenience expenses. We'll give you more if it takes longer than we think it will." And then it was like, it was like eight at night, and I woke up at six in the morning, and I called down to the hotel, and it was sitting there.
1: Nice. Wow. So. Is
0: this is when you were studying abroad.
2: Uh no, because I wouldn't. I mean, on the way there, I would have checked a bag, but no other time. I don't remember when this was. I think it was a just a domestic flight. I just was like traveling for work or something, and huh.
0: caught him in a lie. But
2: <laughs> No, I mean, it has It's been a while. I'll go look through all of my travel history. Please, could Find you it pull, it pull it back. some receipts? Yeah, exactly. We'll post them in the show notes.
1: Um, Send them down
0: to the billing department.
2: Yeah. So yeah, basically, he's bad at business yeah, is for what I learned. Real. Because one, his business is totally reliant on him happenstanceedly finding a pretty good condition woody... In a yard sale. Which
1: apparently is a very, very rare thing.
2: Right. Or else it wouldn't sell for everything it's selling for.
1: Yeah. well, because he's the linchpin that holds it all together anyway.
2: Presumably. He's the main character. And also, like, he hasn't sold any of the other ones. And it seems like he's hard up for money, so it must be like you need the whole set.
1: And that Stinky Pete's major thing is like, you can't fucking leave because no one will buy me if you leave.
0: Man, it is great that Andy gets his toy back at the end of the thing, but, like, this is a grown man who's, like, who's all never- <laughs> alone in the world who just lost his entire livelihood.
1: Honestly, it was like, yeah. a poor choice of profession.
0: Yeah, Andy would have been, like,
2: really sad for, like, a month and then gotten over it and moved on with his life. Yeah. yeah. This destroyed a small business, the pillar of the American economy. But, then again, this <laughs> He is probably capitalism. had at He's least at one did. or
0: two, like, minimum wage employees. Like, probably. That would have been really inconvenient for them, too.
1: Man... And, like and vendors he's the bad guy. Who he's like, the bad guy.
0: Yeah. Of all of these stories, ultimately.
1: we you think it's like an allegory for capitalism? Like, what's the...
2: I think it's a silly movie that they is didn't a put a lot movie? of thought into.
1: <laughs> what a silly film. <laughs> so anyway, Newman's busted.
2: So yeah, what we've learned here. You know, for all of Ty's looking kind of like an alien and trying to live forever, he was right. <laughs> diversify your investments even if you want to do something incredibly speculative like i don't know beanie babies or bitcoin or whatever (laughs) your very speculative thing is diversify your investments it makes sense yeah this is also why sidebar uh yeah this is why like irrational exuberance doesn't work and anybody who's like these will always be worth a lot forever and there's no real reason for them to be doesn't work. This is why we had that tulip story at one point. Oh, yeah. This is why we had this. Like look at something and really decide if it of a cloth bag full of beans <laughs> should be worth five grand. If it seems to you like it shouldn't, it probably isn't.
1: Yeah, and don't ever spend I mean no real advice, but don't ever spend money you're not willing to lose on that kind of thing. Yeah, certainly. Know? Like Especially not on a bag. I mean, they weren't even that great. Most of them. No. All the bear-shaped ones really bored me as a kid. I was like, these are just teddy bears. Well,
0: most of them were bear-shaped. That's though. what yeah. I'm saying. It's like the all the ones majority. that were like
1: cool animals. Like I had a raccoon one that was like the best one, but like. You I had a
0: know. frog one. It's a weird Santa. way to say great. kangaroo, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you mean fish. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, so that's my big thing here. It's just like diversify and like. Avoid the wisdom of the crowds. The crowds are normally wrong. And there's many, many examples of this. This is what happened. This is a little bit more esoteric example, but if you guys know anything about the dot-com bubble. Oh, yeah. yeah, This is like when the internet was becoming a thing, and it was like, hey, pets.com is worth $40 billion because it sells nothing and puts pictures of your pets on the internet. I was going to say. I don't know. I didn't
1: even know what pets.com did until just now. I was like, surely it sells pet supplies.
2: I mean, I it might have. It, the point is, like, oh. there was a lot of those companies that either made nothing and yeah. were worth way too much or, like, sold a million dollars a year and people were like, well, I mean, eventually they'll sell $100 billion, so they must be worth $110 billion now. And it was like, well,
1: oh.
2: no, no, that's not how that works at all. So, like, you know, take a deep breath.
1: Right. But remember when you could get a free GeoCity site? That was the jam. I made GeoCity sites left and right, baby. I made them for book reports. Yeah. I made a I made a website about Christine the book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go pick up a book so I can dump it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, back in the day. Um, all right. I feel like anybody have any more thoughts about regrettable decisions that they made as a child not investing in their stuffed animals.
0: I mean, not that I'm gonna talk about it on the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh
0: Oh, no, I got nothing I, else.
1: Yeah, I guess that'll do us. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz.
0: I've been Damon.
2: I've been Dan.
1: As always, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, especially, but your podcatcher of choice. We're on Stitcher and I think TuneIn, which is a thing. Um, Thanks to our composer Charlesy e. Miller for her music. Catch her music at charlesymiller.com. Email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com um, and find us on Instagram. Sometimes we post MBM podcast. Is it MBM underscore podcast? You'll Google it. You'll find it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, don't, don't buy beanie babies anymore. They're, they're dumb bags. They're dumb unless bags. Unless you want them. Uh, yeah. Unless you like actually find other joy than monetary joy. Then you can buy them then. Yeah. They're
2: a toy. Use him as a toy. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye.
0: He really does look like an alien, though. <laughs>